Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Homebrewed Evil. Okay. Yep. As you saw from the title, today we're talking about the Rolex murder, the Roly 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 murder. This happened in Singapore in 1998. Now, without further ado, let's just get right into the story today, okay? I'm not going to tell you guys how freaking Oh shit. What word do I use all the time? I forgot. <laughs> Good, good that I forget. Okay, let's just cut it out. So today we're going to talk about a man named Jonaris Badlisha. Now, before we talk about what he's up to now, let's take a look into his childhood. His mom is named Elizabeth Seat and she's a Singaporean lady married to a Malaysian man. Now, she moves to Malaysia to be with him and then they give birth to two children. One of them is Jonarish Badlisha and he had a brother. Now, we don't know if it's a younger or older brother. There's no much information about the brother at all. But then when he was two years old, when Jonaris was two years old, the mom divorces the dad and then the mom moves back to Singapore with the two sons. And in Singapore, she meets another man and gets married to him. Now, I think that guy's kind of rich or whatever, okay? So they lived in Bergonia Drive, a semi-detached house in a very expensive Salada Hills estate okay so they um got two children on their own too so now you can see at this point in a very expensive semi-detached house there is elizabeth seat her new second husband and four kids two from her previous marriage and two from her current marriage now elizabeth seat's new husband's mom so her mother-in-law her new mother-in-law hates 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 the two kids, Jonaris and his brother. She hates them, okay? I don't know why, but this was claimed by Elizabeth Seed. So what the mother-in-law did was to kind of manipulate Elizabeth Seed and her husband to say that, you know what, when you go out in public, just tell them that Jonaris and his brother are your nephews, you know? Don't tell them that they're your son because, I don't know, it's just, I don't like them, you know? So... Elizabeth Seat claimed that this is what her mother-in-law did. So that's exactly what Elizabeth Seat followed. She was just like, you know what, Janaris, when you go out, don't tell anyone that you're my son. Please tell them that I'm your aunt and you're my nephew. Now, I mean, any son would be heartbroken to hear your own mother speaking like this. Now, this is just the beginning of all the abuse that he's going to get, okay? So Janaris, at the age of Three, all the way till 14, 15, he was severely physically abused by his mom. Now, we have all been through the small slaps and, you know, a few canes and, like, you know, beatings from our moms, you know, when we fail our math. But trust me, that is nothing, okay? This one is humiliation, degradation, and just, like, the worst cruel, heartless forms of punishment for a 3 to 15-year-old child, Okay? So, she make him kneel for hours. She clips cloth pegs on his ears, fingers, lip and tongue. And then she makes him chew raw chili. And she also makes him stand in front of the mirror for hours. Now, I feel like all of this is just very degrading, very humiliating. And really, 
just so psychologically traumatizing for the child and that's my cat don't be scared that's my cat okay that shadow over there was my cat um at around the age of eight Jonaris fell into the drain which gave him like really serious headaches but despite all of this the mom still continued to you know um beat him and punish him which is just freaking crazy okay so fast forward right now he's 23 years old he's a freelance assistant cameraman and prop assistant he still lives with his parents and he met a prostitute in october of 1997 he went to a brothel to hire a prostitute now the brothel was at lorong at lorong 18 gelang so he went to hire a prostitute and the prostitute that he got was a lady, a Thai lady named Sethion. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name, okay? I'm going to butcher it. Let's just call her Sethion, okay? Siphon, sorry. Her name is Siphon, yeah. So she was a divorcee with a three-year-old child back in Thailand and she had really hard time making a living. So she came to Singapore to be a prostitute. Now, he fell in love with her. Like, he fell in love with her and he would meet her like almost three to four times a week and they've been dating for about six months and this is when um a lot of expenses start coming for him so he is always in debt and he always needs to borrow money so he works as a freelance assistant cameraman and a prop assistant he earns about two thousand dollars a month but he literally spends four thousand dollars a month when he visits his girlfriend four times a week so he borrows money from his mom from like loan sharks and from his friends and you know, even from his freaking girlfriend, okay? So, he always boasts, like, oh, I'm rich. I live in a mansion with a swimming pool. But, like, it's his parents. He lives with his parents, okay? And he even loaned, like, over $2,000 from his freaking mother, okay? And he even loaned $7,000 from his girlfriend, okay? Like, the freaking mother of a three-year-old child who's working as a prostitute to make ends excuse me cat sorry that's my cat she just bonked the camera so hard he freaking borrowed seven thousand dollars from a mother who's trying to make ends meet as a prostitute okay like that is next level broke okay and but she generously lent him the money and said you know what that's okay that's fine um go and solve your money issues i can make it work you know like i can take care of myself um yeah and even she would give him money to give to her pimp so that he could spend time with her because like you can't just go around spending time with a prostitute you gotta pay money for that okay they work on the clock so she even gives him money to give the freaking pimp so not really looking good on his part okay his friends always called him liar joe now because he goes around telling his friends telling his colleagues that oh i'm dating an airlines executive who makes 10k a month and she lives in a condo she's super rich and well to do and i'm rich too because i stay in a mansion with a swimming pool and then i don't and then he went around telling people that 
oh look at this silver um dupont lighter that my girlfriend got me it's two thousand dollars when in fact it's seven hundred dollars i mean it's still pretty expensive but like why do you have to lie about things like this i don't understand but it can it shows that you know he's very materialistic and he cares a lot about the way he looks about the way people perceive him to be he needs to look rich and you know atas i guess yep so i guess we can already see that he's kind of in a very tight spot he's very stressed about money that he doesn't have because he's spending more than he can afford to and he's borrowing he's in debt people are probably chasing him badgering him for money or like there's this constant thought in the back of his mind that you know there's never enough money for the things that he wants so i feel like he's already very stressed at this point in his life right and so one day he's sitting and he's having a conversation with his girlfriend and she is telling him about a present that her ex-husband gave sorry that's my cat so she's telling um him about a present that her ex-husband bought her saying that oh you know my ex-husband once got me a rolex watch and you know um i pawned it in 1995 because i had to help a friend out and the watch really means a lot to me and i'm so sad that i don't have it with me anymore and i'm so freaking sad that uh, i might never be able to get it back um yeah so she's really upset about this and when she shared this information with him he was really affected by it that he started having images of rolex watch just coming to him he kept hallucinating about rolex watches and he even dreamt about rolex watch now he was just walking around one day when he saw a woman wearing a rolex watch and he started to trail that woman and you know he had this thought in his mind that you know what i'm gonna rob her i'm going to freaking rob that rolex watch from her and give it to my dear girlfriend siphon Sephion, Typhon. And so he went behind her, he trailed her the entire day, and then finally, when it was time for him to rob it, he couldn't do it. He chickened out. He didn't have enough courage to do it. And then one day, during work, during his filming, he met a lady named Madame Poe. Now, Madame Poe is a makeup artist. She's 42 years old. She's married and a mother of two. <clears throat> They met during a filming project and so he notices that she is wearing a roly 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 on her wrist. Now, this is where he decided to rob her. He just knew in his mind, okay, like he had to do it. He had to rob it. He had to have the watch that she is wearing. <coughs> Now, he knew that he could never ever ever afford a Rolex watch and that is why he is going to all these measures, okay? <clears throat> Now, on April 19, 1998, he called um Madam Po over the phone and said like, "Hi, I'm working with a crew. My name is Nigel and I'm offering you $1000 for a photo shoot. Help me do makeup for all these artists." And then she was like, "Yeah, sure. Um wh where do we meet? Do I can I have the details?" And he's like, "Meet me at Marina South bus stop." opposite Super Bowl Golf and Country Club that is where we're going to be shooting at 6:30 a.m. on April 20. 
So she said, okay, everything went fine. She drove a car down and she stopped there. And then Nigel, as in Joe, liar Joe, was there. And so he said, like, why don't you go park your car and come here? I'm meeting the crew in the bus stop right here. And so she said, okay. She went to park her car and then they both waited at the bus stop. After a while of waiting, he just took out a hammer and struck her in the head and then dragged her uh, behind the bus stop, behind the bushes, about 10 meters away and then continued to struck her like 10 times on the head. Um, one of the longest ever like um, um, crack on her head was about 13 freaking centimeters long and you know <clears throat> after he was down um he proceeded to cut her wrist so that she would bleed out and die and he took the rolex and then he <clears throat> at this point he literally didn't look back didn't have any regrets continued on with his day as per normal he went to work <clears throat> He withdrew about $600 of his pay and then he went to buy a bouquet of red roses, a cake, a bottle of whiskey and he went to celebrate his girlfriend's birthday with her and all of her, you know, prostitute colleagues. <coughs> and when he presented her with the Rolex, she said like, wow, it looks old and he got so freaking angry and she was like hey i'm just joking i'm just joking thank you so much you know i've always wanted a rolex thanks so much for it um yeah i mean eventually obviously okay the police found the body and it wasn't very hard for the police to trace him and find him and arrest him either uh, Madam Poe's husband overheard her talking to you know a man named lai joe which is so freaking ironic because like I mentioned earlier to you guys, um, all of his colleagues and friends call him Liar Joe. So literally, Lie Joe sounds like Nigel sounds like Liar Joe. Um, yeah, and so the police didn't have a hard time finding his identity out at all. Now comes freaking trial where he tried to play his defense that he's having mental illness. Um, <clears throat> but after hearing everything, after hearing all of his train of thoughts and all the things that he did before and after, the judge, the lawyers, they were just not having it, you know, because he's up there saying like, I heard voices, I was hallucinating, I have obsessive disorder, I have depression. And so he was examined by a few doctors who said that, you know what, like, Obsessive disorder doesn't mean you hallucinate about wanting a possession, doesn't mean that you hallucinate or obsessively think over wanting to have something. It means that you have completely horrific and just senseless thoughts. So obsessive disorder completely out of the picture. And then next, depression. So there is no way he can have depression because he was working he was meeting his girlfriend, he was having meals with her, he was enjoying spending time with her and he was often, you know, using her services as a prostitute as well and many times people with depression, they show no interest in <clears throat> companionship, they show no interest in working, you know, no interest in wanting material possession, they're usually out of it 
completely in a zone out. So definitely depression is striked out. <clears throat> and other than that, he planned this murder. He planned it. He had a weapon. He called her. He set up a meeting. He had an arrangement. He cut her wrist so that she would bleed out and die. Didn't just hammer her in the head and leave. He wanted to make sure that she would not be alive to tell him um you know to the police wouldn't be able to file a complaint wouldn't be able to do any of that so he was really careful to think through this entire plan and even on the spot itself he was very you know quick thinking quick action so they were like nah there's no way this is a planned murder you are not depressed you are not having obsessive disorder you're just a murderer so you know during the entire trial he was just telling the court like i heard a voice telling me that if i don't do it today i would face the same problem the next day and that after he killed her and got the watch he felt happiness and relief like he's never felt before and he even said this direct quote the color of the water, the sky, the bird was so new. I felt so free, like a renaissance, like a new beginning. Everything seemed so clean. It looked like a beautiful day. I mean, this is insane. I don't... I mean... This is freaking crazy, you guys. I mean, this is freaking crazy. Eventually, he was given a death sentence, duh. Um, I think Mr. Poe, Mr. Po, Mrs. Poe's husband was really freaking upset when he was given the death sentence. He yelled in court, you deserve it. And then he was obviously escorted out of the court. Um, I can't imagine, I mean, even throughout the trial, he put up his front of being atas. He was wearing like a freaking suit and stuff, like a black suit, trying to maintain that he's posh, he's, you know, fancy, he's rich, his claims of being rich. Um, yeah, I guess you can say that he's really into image a lot, like his image and it's really valuable to him, I guess. Um, but very sadly you know um i can't believe um madame poe had to pay the price for this she probably worked so hard to earn that money to buy herself a rolex and the worst thing is remember i told you that after the murder he went back to his office to cash out six hundred dollars of his salary his colleague said that he was completely normal he was not like like nothing happened like it was just a regular day he was just his usual self which is so freaking scary because i feel like after you murder someone you would be a bit distraught a bit like you know scared like void you know but he was just completely normal and i mean you guys heard the poem that he said after the murder so that's freaking eerie and creepy and scary and um I don't know, I don't know. This is just such a wild, that's the word I use all the time, such a wild case. 
um i mean what do you guys think about this you know i mean i feel like we all go through financial issues financial problems because the world's getting expensive every single day and i just don't think that murdering you know is the way to go what do you guys think i mean definitely his childhood had a lot of thing to play i guess you know really demolished him in a way really brought him down and you know really affected him so maybe that's why he acted this way um but yeah this case was freaking crazy rest in peace to madam poe i feel awful that she had to go through that um clearly her husband was really upset you know i can't imagine what he and his children must be going through um i hope they got through it fine and yeah rest in peace to madam poe um i hope you guys enjoyed today's case do let me know what you guys think in the comments below if you're here on our youtube please like this video it would give us a lot of help and also subscribe like share um and if you're on our spotify do give us a like um do give us a follow i mean you can't like on spotify um and also do check us out on our facebook we post updates every time we post a new case there so thank you and i will see you guys next week with another epic case till then bye say hi to cat who's been crazy running around like nobody's freaking business this entire time while i'm trying to tell a damn true crime case